Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We are Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. I'm Ben Witten, Steve. We've got Michael Rizzo. We've got the professor, Nick Jacobson. We are all back together. We had the 4th of July holiday off. So we're back. We're refreshed. We're ready to bet. Um, unfortunately, no more Stanley Cup games. So congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup second year in a row for Tampa Bay. But we still have the NBA Finals. So at least we got some stuff to bet on. I kind of uh, got confused, I guess, with the schedule. I thought the NBA Finals was supposed to start tonight, Thursday, so we'd have a Game 1 preview. It ended up starting Tuesday, and we were all doing our own things uh, that day. So uh, probably actually a good thing that we're starting to preview for Game 2 because of all the certainty with the honest injury in Game 1. It probably wouldn't have too much relevant information, honestly, before we knew he was in. So now that we saw 48 minutes of action, think we're ready to fully break down the series and we have a, a special guest on the show today yeah i wish we would have uh recorded tuesday those those picks i sent to our text group what did i go like 14 and 0 guys something like that <laughs> it was easy must have missed those i must have uh been getting poor uh poor cell reception that day must have must have yeah all right, so Rizzo's on a 14-pick streak going into <laughs> game two. <laughs> but yes, like I said, we've got uh, Julian Edlow from DraftKings coming on, uh, so we'll get to that interview in a bit. But we do want to talk game two with the NBA Finals. And we saw game one, Suns win that one, 118-105. Total went over, Suns covered the spread, even after it was uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo coming in, after people thought he was going to be doubtful coming in. They decided he was going to play. He played 35 minutes. 20 points for him. So it was it was a pretty decent Giannis game. Obviously not what he can do when fully healthy, but he looked pretty good. And as we go into game two, the spread, and I know, Nate, you were talking about this a little bit with Julian, and we talked about this in our meeting before the, the show started. The Suns are still minus five, even with Giannis coming in and seemingly fairly healthy. Um, the Suns are still minus five going into this game. 220 and a half is the total. Um, so Nate, I don't know if you're a bit hesitant now with, with the sun spread so high, even with Giannis coming in or you're seemingly okay with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit confused and it feels like I may be missing something that the suns are such a big favorite now that Giannis is in, uh, just thinking about what the adjustment was when Giannis was out in games five and six against the Hawks, it was about a six point, six and a half, maybe even seven point difference with Giannis there and Giannis not there, and the Bucks end up winning both games. So maybe there was an overreaction. I know last week on the podcast Thursday, we said even with Giannis out, we'd only be able to look towards the Bucks in game five. And that's before we knew about the Trey Young news. But still, the Bucks were the only side we could look at, thinking that they'd have an inspired effort the first game when their star wasn't playing. So now if you bring Giannis back, it just doesn't feel like the line has adjusted enough 
unless we're considering it's like a less than 50% or maybe 50% or a, not a full strength Giannis, which I think is the case. But also on Tuesday, he looked a lot better than I think anyone expected and played quite a bit of minutes and he wasn't too limited. And then the game kind of got out of hand at towards the end. Uh, so for me, I'll, I'll probably make it my best bet later in the show, but I, I could only look at the bucks and, Maybe wait to see if I get a better number, but I, I'd be comfortable taking the Bucks plus five, knowing Giannis is back, knowing this line is still a little bit high, knowing that the situation isn't as poor for the Bucks as it was Tuesday night when they had a significant travel disadvantage and rest disadvantage, and just playing the zigzag theory, which we always have liked and preached during this playoffs, even though it hasn't worked to the same clip this playoffs as past playoffs. Liking the I like the Bucks to bounce back, knowing they have to have this game. I mean, they don't have to have this game, but it's important to have because you don't want to end up trying to have to win four of the last five games if you go down 2-0. I think that uh, as far as a spread or total goes for this game, I am, as Nate said, it's a little, something's not right, right? It's a little fishy, so I don't know what I'm doing in that regard. One thing that I am looking at, though, um, is Chris Paul's points. I'm, I'm looking at the under. It's sitting at 22 and a half. Uh, you had pretty pretty bad shooting night from Devin Booker from deep, pretty bad shooting night from Jake, Jay Crowder from deep. I think that uh, we see a little bit of the, the Suns going back to their bread and butter, and I don't think we're going to see another 30-point outing from Chris Paul. I don't think we're going to see a 22-point outing from Chris Paul. So that's uh, one bet I'm looking at is the uh, Chris Paul point total under. I love it. Everyone, everyone is saying it's Chris Paul's finals MVP to win. This is his first finals. This is everyone's on Chris Paul, loving him. And then Rizzo comes in and says, fade Chris Paul. Well, he, and here's the thing. He, his point total can go under and he could still, you can make the argument that he was still the most valuable player on the court for the Suns, right? Because he doesn't, his value isn't derived from him putting up a high point total. So I think that we're going to see him go back to the bread and butter, dishing, running the offense, slowing things down a little bit. I know he said he wants to run. We'll see, you know, he, he's a gamesman. He knows everything he says is going to be studied and, and put out <laughs> there. So uh, we'll, we'll see just how much running they do. I think that we we uh, we see him go under that point total. And we've got the total at 220 and a half. Game one was at 219 and a half. It went over um, at 223. The, you guys feeling the total at all? Is this something you've been, been looking at? Or just because it only went up one point, you're kind of staying away? Well, I, I, looking back at like the Suns Clipper series, especially there was a there was a period where games just were very slow paced and not good offensive efficiency and went under. So um, after game one went just over at the end, I, I would look towards the under tonight at 220 and a half. Uh, probably won't be a bet for me, but just knowing that the Suns play at a kind of a slower pace and and the Bucks are, I think, just a better defensive team with Giannis, where even though the total went up, from uh, the game one open before the game one closed on Tuesday. I think it opened 217 and closed to 19 and a half once Giannis was ruled in. I think that the Bucs are, are going to kind of come back and bounce back defensively, especially since Giannis is such a good defensive player. So under is the way I would look. Uh, not going to be a bet, but maybe if you like the over, stay away tonight because the game just went over. And we see a lot of times where a game will go over and then some adjustments are made and it's a, it's a slower pace game. And I'm sure the bucks and uh, the Suns certainly like to play at a slow pace. So I could see that uh, happen tonight. 
Yeah, I might do a team total. Maybe the Bucks over. If you're not confident the Suns can can keep up the scoring, maybe do that team total under for for the Suns. If you're thinking the Bucks defense will bounce back a bit, they'll change up their strategy of just switching on everyone and maybe they revert to the mean of uh, not hitting consistently all of their shots. So maybe that Suns team total under uh, could be the play. The series price, Bucks two plus two fifty, the Suns minus three hundred. Not much value obviously on the Suns right now, but. If you still feel the Bucs can come back and, and Giannis can be fully healthy, there may be a, a little time to sprinkle on that plus 250 for the Bucs. Yeah, and, and one thing that's interesting that DraftKings offers is the doubles when it comes to Game 2 and the series. So if you like the Bucs tonight and also like them to win the series, you can bet that it's like a little bit of a parlay, plus 450. So if the Bucs do win tonight, based on how the series prices and they get home court, I can see the Bucks being favorite for the series. So if you like the Bucks tonight, instead of taking the plus 170, plus 165 on the money line, maybe plus 450 to win tonight, plus the series, just because you'd get probably them as a series favorite. So there's definitely creative ways to uh, get a better price on the Bucks, Or if you like the Suns, the other side, uh, doing the Bucks tonight and to win the series is is probably a, a good price if you if you feel strongly about one side tonight just winning the game. So as you mentioned at the top of the show, we have a guest, Julian Edlow from DraftKings. He talked to us about everything game two, the over under, what he's taken for the spread, and he had a really good Chris Paul bet that I actually uh, might hit on before game two starts. So here's our interview with DraftKings Julian Edlow. All right, we want to welcome on DraftKings content specialist Julian Edlow to the pod. Julian, appreciate you coming on. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Ready for game two, just like you guys. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, we're ready to uh, take a deep dive into some game two betting. Um, so we could just start off with looking at that spread. And we looked at the game one spread. It closed at about minus five and a half for the Suns. Um, it went as high as minus seven at one point, And then Giannis was ruled in. Game two line, uh, fairly similar. Minus five for the Suns. Do you think that's a little bit too big now that we know Giannis is is going to play and we saw him play 35 minutes and he looked fairly healthy in game one? No, it seems right to me, to be honest. Um, you know, th- yes, this did shoot up uh, at one point in time, but when Giannis was ruled in, it took it took a dip to four and a half. Um, and like you said, closed around five. So the number, you know, it opened five and a half thought it would come down a little it's coming to about five um and that seems to be the appropriate number uh and i'm you know most likely going to be siding with the suns once again after that game one um you know did Giannis look healthier than any of us thought yeah i think so but at the same time you know middleton shot volume 26 shots still shot almost 20 uh 50 from the field um brooke lopez you know, he was so bad on defense, he got knocked off the floor. But in his 23 minutes, three of five from downtown, 17 points. So for me, you know, Bryn Forbes hit two of four threes. Pat Connington hit two of four threes. The Bucks shot well and played well. So for Crowder to go over, for Booker to go one, one of eight, um, I feel like the Suns have more room for improvement than the Bucks. And Aiton has a mismatch no matter who's on him. Chris Paul and Booker uh, getting those switches on the pick and rolls. Uh, the Suns just seem to have more advantages f- to me and, uh, you know, can somehow improve more on game one than I think even the Bucks can improve on game one. So is Suns laying the points uh, a bet for you or just kind of a, a lean? Something I was thinking about was game one for the Suns. They had a huge rest advantage. 
obviously the travel advantage, being able to stay at home while the Bucks had to go from Atlanta then to Phoenix to play a Tuesday night after finishing a series up on Saturday. So is that maybe situational disadvantage that the Bucks had on Tuesday, but being back on track and the, the zigzag theory kind of keeping you on the sideline for this game? So I, I think there was a bigger advantage in game one for Phoenix. Um, and I played the first half in that game, almost playing into that, that Milwaukee would, would come out a little sluggish, that Giannis, if he played, would have some rust to knock off. Um, and that wasn't even necessarily the case, but it, it wound up working out. So I, I would say maybe not as big of a play on the Suns as, as game one. But uh, yeah, it's, it's early in the day, um, you know, as we're recording this. I, I want to see where this goes. I think there's a shot at like four and a half again. Um, so I, I want to get the better number. I'm thinking about, I'm not too concerned about the zigzag, honestly. I think the Suns are the better team. I think the home court advantage they have now uh, plays a factor. I, I want to see, uh, you know, potentially about backing the Suns early again. They've been fantastic at home on the first quarter line all season, all postseason. It's one and a half, smaller number than game one. That's a spot that I'm thinking about. But Milwaukee, you know, Coach Bud doesn't make many uh, adjustments, especially in-game, and he actually did that in-game one uh, and got Milwaukee a little bit of momentum late in that game, even though the Suns were able to fend it off. So maybe Milwaukee comes out a little bit stronger in this game. I'm still trying to figure out myself if backing the Suns early, backing the Suns for the full game, waiting for a better number, going bigger on on some props that jump out, uh, what the play is. But, yeah, definitely a strong lean on Suns and uh, some kind of action on that side. Uh, piggybacking off of the uh, props that you mentioned, are there any uh, player props going into game two or ones that you're kind of monitoring throughout this series that you uh, think might have some value based on matchup or usage? Eight and overs, Lopez unders. Um, I bet Brooke Lopez under 15 and a half points in game one as soon as Giannis was ruled in, got a great number. It closed, it reopened 13 and a half. Did everything right. Brooke Lopez gets benched in the second half of that game, only plays 23 minutes. If you told me all of that information beforehand, what about a two-unit play, a three-unit play? Of course, he goes three or five from downtown and scores 17 points. I don't think that's going to happen again. So I think that Lopez unders in this series, um, whether he's matched up with Aiton, whether he's getting switches and Chris Paul and Devin Booker are knocking him off the floor on those pick and rolls, it's not a Lopez series in my mind. Um and then with Aiton, well, we saw the dominance. You know, he's a rebound away from a 20-20 game in game one. So uh, I think he's 29 and a half on the points, rebounds, assists. Um, that's probably a spot that I'm going to be going in, in game two because I didn't see anything in game one that makes me think, uh, you know, the Bucks can adjust in this way to to shut down Aiton. It's really just Aiton having a bad game is, is what it would come down to. And he hasn't seemed to do that. He's shooting over 70% in the postseason, So he hasn't been missing. I don't know why he's going to start missing in, in game two of the NBA finals. I did the Brooke Lopez points, rebounds, uh, and assists under 21 and a half. And I thought that was way too high. And then Lopez absolutely just went off in that game. So that was very unfortunate. Um, Julian live betting. Uh, we talked a lot about pregame bets. Uh, have you done any live betting for game one? Have you done a lot, a lot of live betting throughout the playoffs? What would kind of your advice be for people who maybe don't like the lines pregame, but maybe want to do some live betting throughout the game? Yeah. Um, the best advice that I can give on live betting is to take advantage of an in-game injury. 
Um, and, you know, I don't think we want to see anybody get hurt in this game tonight, but just speaking in general, when following the NBA, guys are going to get hurt. And when somebody does get hurt, that number is not going to be affected on the live line. Uh, or foul trouble. We can say foul trouble as well. Somebody fouls out, somebody gets five, they're going to sit, you know, gets five in the middle of the third quarter, they're going to sit for a while. Um, that is the best way to take advantage of it. Um, it's a little grimy from time to time. Like when, when Trey Young went down with that ankle injury, uh, they were up like five on, on the Bucks in that game. I came back and smashed the Bucks, and it wound up working out. Um, you could just kind of feel it. And Young came back in and just wasn't himself. So that's the way that, that I would look to take advantage of it. Um, you know, maybe if you like the Suns tonight and they, they go down eight points in, in the first quarter and they look good to you and they're, they just happen to be 0 of 8 from 3 and you think these shots are going to fall. They're just having some bad luck. That's the other time that you would maybe get in. Um, but that's more of a, an eye test thing versus when an injury or a foul situation occurs. Um, that's where you're getting your edge. Like just to give an example, I, there was one game this season, regular season game, where it was Steph Curry going back to Charlotte. Um, so like his homecoming game. He got ruled out like after the game came off the board. It, it was that late. And so you jump in on the live line, like right in the first quarter when it was like two nothing, that line was still for Curry to be playing in that game. And he wasn't. Uh, so that's a, that's going to happen once a season. That's a, that's kind of an outlier there, but just to give you, you know, an example the injuries guys ruled out on the live line that is not baked in. And that's where you get your edge. Yeah. I was looking around DraftKings, and there's, Plenty of several creative ways you can bet the series. You can bet the series spread. It sounds like you like the sun, so maybe minus one and a half on the series spread. It's minus 130 interests you. There's also several game two series doubles. So if you like the Suns to win tonight and to win the series, you can bet minus 140 on that prop. Is there anything in the series prop market that you like that you're uh, comfortable with playing before game two tonight? Yeah, so... Before game one, uh, my best bets article for DK Playbook, I wrote up the Suns first half, which I told you guys about. And the other two things that I wrote up were the double result Suns to win game one, Suns to win the series at minus 125, and Chris Paul at plus 160 to win finals MVP. You're getting worse numbers now, but I don't hate going back to, to the same well. The minus 140 to win game two and win the series. Like if the Suns are winning this game up to nothing, their series odds are tremendously uh increased they're gonna be like minus five six hundred favorites uh if they go up to nothing so yeah minus 140 if you like them tonight you like them for the series I, I like that you mentioned the minus one and a half games i think they get it done before uh before game seven but you know maybe the the game two and series double result a, a little bit safer um and then chris paul i've been talking about chris paul for finals mvp since he was plus 1200 um we talked about it with we talked about it on this on the stadium show uh we talked about it on some dk shows it's been slowly taken down 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 minus 143 i don't care that's still a good bet if you're telling me the suns are minus 345 for the series chris paul is going to win mvp if the suns win this series so getting that at minus 143 is a great way to get a discount on the suns in the series yeah, I love that. That's like your uh, Tom Brady might not be the best player, but if the, his team wins, odds are he's getting MVP. Um, last thing, we haven't talked total yet. Total close, 219.5 in game one. Sitting right around the same, 220 as of right now for game two. Uh, any thoughts from you on uh, the total? Went over late in game one. Maybe we see the same thing. 
Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to play anything here. I lean over. I lean over more on the Suns team total because I trust them a little bit more. Um, obviously, you can tell I'm pretty Suns heavy, so you know you don't want to expose yourself too much to you know Suns team total over. Suns minus one and a half games. Suns to win game two and win the series. Like you want to pick your spots and and make your strongest plays. Um, but yeah, the thing that I liked was. You know, first of all, Giannis looked healthy, so that helps Milwaukee in transition, get out and get some quick buckets. Number two, what Chris Paul said after the game, um, that their, you know, strategy in this series is to play fast uh, and that his teammates, you know, him as an older guy, a point guard, likes to slow down and play a little bit of a half-court offense. His teammates are telling him, no, we've got to push the pace against this team. And we saw them do that some, and I think they're going to do it more in game two. So, um I mean, Chris Paul kind of told us they're going to get try and get more possessions in this game, more possessions, more points. That uh, gives me that lean to to the over, but it's a fair number. I don't know if I'm going to fire on it. I don't think you want to be playing the under in these games, put it that way. All right, Julian, we appreciate you coming on. I know you're on Twitter. You give out picks and you write things uh, for DraftKings. Where can people find your work? Where can people find you on social media? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Julian Edlow. Keep it very simple. Um, and yeah, find, find my articles on the DraftKings playbook. Uh, you can find, we're doing the sweat five days a week, uh, show over here at DraftKings and, uh, my podcast, Unreasonable Odds, uh, once a week now, it'll start being twice a week during NFL season. So, uh, yeah, a lot of good stuff. Awesome. Julian Edlow. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah. Thanks for having me guys. All right. I want to thank Julian for coming on. Appreciate him talking with us and, uh, giving us his insight. Always good to, to hear someone else's perspective on on game two instead of just uh, us three talking into an echo chamber sometimes. Uh, all right, Euro final. We got the Euro final on Sunday. Um, and Rizzo, you're not wearing your Italy jersey, but you're wearing it in spirit. It's in the wash so that I can wear it Sunday. I've, I've, nice. I've worn it out these past couple days. It's uh, it's it's in the wash. You've been able to wear it uh, six times in the last uh, four weeks and, and two in the last week. Uh, they had the big quarterfinal win against Belgium in Munich on Friday and then huge win against Spain in a semifinal at Wembley. And uh, that's what the final is going to be. Italy against England, who won an extra time against Denmark. And uh, just an exciting, exciting uh, final on Sunday. Everyone's talking about it being a great game. And based on the on the spread where Italy is plus 205, the draw on the three-way line, so in 90 minutes, is plus 200. And then England, plus 165. But I think a lot of that has to do with the home field advantage, home crowd advantage that they'll have at Wembley. England, a slight favorite to lift the trophy. And I know Rizzo and your best bet, you're going to address that market. Uh, the over-under, though, two. So don't expect a goal fest. Don't expect a 3-2 a classic or anything. It's going to be very tight. Uh, conservative England, even against Denmark, played a conservative starting 11. We saw Tuesday where where Spain or uh, Italy against Spain really played a style where they were inviting the other team, Spain, to possess the ball and try to hit them on the counterattack, which worked out in their favor for their first goal. So expect a low-scoring game where uh, 0-0 is certainly a possibility, 1-0 for either side. 1-1 is kind of the expectation. And uh, both teams just played 120 minutes the last two two days before the final on Sunday. So there might be a little bit of fatigue. Uh, but th they both also played at Wembley. So there's no travel. They're familiar with the locker rooms, the field. Uh, but 
England, they'll have the home crowd advantage. There looked like there was 70,000 people at Wembley yesterday, even though I think they're only allowed to have like 50,000 for the match. But there'll be a there'll be a section of tra- of Italian supporters, as we saw on Tuesday against Spain. And then Denmark had, they said on the TV broadcast, 8,000 fans. So it should be a good good crowd, a great atmosphere. And England's first uh, title or you know, finals appearance in a major tournament in 55 years. So it's going to be the sporting event of the weekend. You're going to want to watch, even if, even if the Bucks uh, Suns game three might be more interested for you because you're an NBA fan, make sure to tune in three o'clock Eastern to the Italy England Euro final match. Cause it's two teams have played very well this tournament and excited to see how it plays out. Even if I don't personally have a bet on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I said it at the beginning of the Euros. It might have been a little bit of just me being a homer. That's actually 100% what it was. But <laughs> I said Italy then. I'm not switching up. It's Italy now. We don't care where they're playing. Uh, we I, I saw all I needed to see against Spain, a, a game where it looked like Italy was getting pretty thoroughly dominated when it came to possession. And like Nate said, they, they, they played their style. They, their, their goal on the counter was just beautiful. I think it went from the goal from Donnarumma's hand to the opposing net in probably less than 10 seconds. It, it was awesome. And, uh, and then you see they, they get to, to PKs and their team captain, Cialini, when they're doing the coin toss, it was almost like he already knew it was over the way he was acting. We, we talked about it in the past. They're, they're, they're great in the PKs. I was at home giving them a loik, as I'm sure all, all the other Italians that were watching were. And uh, on to the final. There, there, there's no stopping this team. It's, uh, it's Italy's game. That, that, that's simple as that. Italy is going to be hoisting the Euro Cup. Love it. I love it. I might have to uh, detail you on, on this Italy bet. So we might as well go into the best bets for the weekend. And we got soccer. We got Euro. We got NBA. Lots to talk about. Uh, Nate, if you want to go first. Yeah, I, I know I gave out some losing soccer plays last week. So I'm going to avoid that and probably just make some personal plays uh, and go back to the NBA tonight. Game two. I'm going to take the Bucks, uh plus five. Kind of explained earlier in the episode, why I like them, not just the zigzag theory, but I think now that we have Giannis, who looks better than expected, that this line hasn't adjusted enough, and it's too close to where the game one spread is, especially because Milwaukee was in a very tough spot on Tuesday where they had a shorter rest than Phoenix did. They also had to travel to Phoenix, and they were spending all the time traveling back and forth between Milwaukee and Atlanta while Phoenix was at home. They were comfortable. They've done very well in those game one situations, all playoffs. And I wasn't surprised that we saw that. So right now, I think because the spread has pretty much been stayed the same as it was for game one, I like the Bucks to bounce back in game two. Uh, that's my best bet for tonight. I think I'll be also looking at maybe some Bucks uh, series price or the double the game two uh, series just to get a big something at a big price. But for best, best purposes, Bucks plus five game two tonight. I like the Bucks team total. I like that zigzag theory. Uh, I don't know if the Bucks will necessarily win or not tonight. I'm not really confident to take a side, but I do think the Bucks can score over their team total, which is 108 and a half. They had 108 in the last game. Drew Holiday played poorly. He did not shoot the ball well. I think he was four for 14 from the field. 
Giannis only played 35 minutes. I think he plays a little bit more now that Budenholzer knows he's a little bit more healthy. Um, so I, I don't know if the Bucks win, but I do think they can score over 108.5 points. I think they can hit that 110 mark, um, and we saw them do it against the Hawks. I know the Suns' defense is a lot better than the Hawks' defense, but this might be that bounce-back game that Nate was talking about with the zigzag theory. They figure out the offensive scheming, play a little bit better defense, you play the game by their pace, which they like to run in transition sometimes. So Bucks team total, 108.5. Go over for that is my best bet. Uh, a little more nervous about this one after Julian was raving about Chris Paul, but uh, <laughs> I am going to stick with under 22 and a half points. Uh, I, like I said, he, his value doesn't come from his scoring, so he could put up 18 and 13 and still have a great game. So uh, I'm riding with that. And then, as we talked about, Italy plus 100 to win the cup. The fact that I'm getting even money is borderline disrespectful. Uh, just kidding. I know that uh, England is at home and they're a great team, but I thought Italy would be the favorite. Uh, I will take the plus 100 with a smile on my face, and I am ready for Sunday. I'll tell you on that one, Rizzo. I'll, I'll go with you. I'll buy my own Italy jersey. We can wear matching ones and, uh, and root for Italy to win that one. Yep, or just start growing out your mustache till then, one of the two. <laughs> That's perfect. I don't think anyone wants to see that, but I can, uh, <laughs> I can try my best. Uh, well, that'll do it for us this week. We'll be back next week. Uh, I think we're going to try three shows, Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and Friday. Yeah, we so, only did one episode this week, so to make up for it. And the MLB <laughs> All-Star break is yeah. going to be going on, so I think it's a good uh, point to really get into the MLB. And then next week with the NBA Finals, there's only one game midweek, and it's Wednesday, and there's the Open Championship. So want to take as much time to do research on that, especially because the wind and the weather impacts who you bet on in that tournament. So you want as much information as possible. So I think we're going to do uh, at least a Monday, Wednesday, and maybe Friday if the NBA is still going on. Yeah, Futures Day, possibly Monday as well, looking at some uh, NFL, maybe college football futures too. So a lot to, a lot to plan for next week. Uh, we're very excited for that. But for now, good luck to everyone in Game 2 and in the Euros um, and MLB bets this weekend as well. And we'll be back with you on Monday. 